0: Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. This is a milestone podcast. Podcast number 50. And it just so happens that we come to a milestone passage of Scripture. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. This passage is a well-known passage because it talks about... The incarnation and the emptying of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ I am so excited to come to this particular section of scripture today And to spend some time looking at it The Apostle Paul has been writing to a group that he loves It is the church at Philippi A church that he was part of founding And uh, now this is uh, four to five years after his last visit He is imprisoned in Rome. The church has heard about it. They are concerned for him. They have sent one of their own, Epaphroditus, to uh, bear a gift to Paul and to check up on him. And uh, Paul is now writing this letter back to them to let them know about his circumstances. And we've been studying about that on previous podcasts uh, the fact that uh, even though he's suffering there in prison in Rome the gospel of Jesus Christ is through that making progress and people are coming to know Christ and people are emboldened in uh, in uh, proclaiming the gospel and living living for Christ because of what Paul is uh, going through and then Paul, uh, in that explanation, has challenged them, as we talked about on the previous podcast, challenged them to live in a manner themselves of, that would be worthy of this gospel of Jesus Christ. And he has said to them, the way to do that is through your own unity, that you would live together in harmony. And, uh, and he said, uh, you're going to be able to do that as you uh, exhibit humility, as you humble yourself. Uh, and And live uh, together in in humility, and then that comes to the passage today, where in chapter two verse five, he says, "Have this attitude in yourselves, this attitude of humility, have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. in other words, Jesus is our example for humility. Jesus is the standard of humility, and then In verse 6, he begins uh, telling us how that actually fleshed itself out in our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, um, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. I I want you to know that uh, Paul understood that Jesus Christ existed. He existed as God. Um, and, and that is, is something that, that um, uh, the cults would deny. The cults would deny that Jesus preexisted as God of very God. But this is a key uh, passage. This is a key doctrine in the Christian faith. We have got to understand that Jesus always existed, that Jesus is God of very God. When you look at uh, John chapter 1, uh, one of John's, one of Jesus' apostles, uh, one that was very close to him, the beloved apostle, John wrote this gospel, and he said, "...in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being." and and on down in in John chapter uh, 1 uh, verse verse number uh, 14 it says and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we saw his glory the uh, there is no Doubt about who John is speaking Of obviously he's speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ and he said he was In the beginning with God and not only Was he in the beginning with God but Everything that's been created was Created through him and everything That exists exists through him And John went on to talk about In him was life and the life Was the light of men and and uh, That obviously is referring Not only to physical life but ultimately To eternal life to Spiritual life all of it originates In Jesus Christ He is God a very God The writer of the Hebrews In Hebrews chapter 1 Verses 1 to 3 says this God after he spoke long ago To the fathers and the prophets In many portions and in many ways In these last days Has spoken to us in his son Whom he appointed heir of all things Through whom also he made the world There it is Jesus created the world Verse 3 says And he is the radiance of his glory he didn't say the reflection. He said the radiance. Jesus doesn't reflect the glory of God. Jesus has the glory of God. From him radiates the glory of God. And it goes on to say, And he is the exact representation of his, of God's nature, and upholds all things by the word of his power. Jesus is the exact representation of, ...of the nature of God. In other words, He is God, a very God... ...and through Him, everything is upheld or held together. Think about that. Uh, this entire universe is held together by Jesus Christ. I would say that is a pretty strong testimony of the deity of Christ and of the pre-existence of Christ prior to his birth in, in Bethlehem. And so uh, uh, Paul says, he, although he existed in the form of God, he existed in the form of God, he uh, did not regard equality with God, which he had, a thing to be grasped or held on to. Uh, and and, and uh, verse 7 says, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant. That word emptied there is, uh, brings about what is the uh, uh, concept of the kenosis or the emptying of Christ. Uh, in verse 6, where it says he did not, uh, was, did not want to grasp onto, uh, he was, it means he was willing to temporarily set aside Temporarily set aside certain of his uh, uh, certain things, uh, the glory that he had with his father uh, in in eternity past. For for example, uh, that that is that is one of the things that he was willing to to set aside. Uh, then also his independent authority, he was willing to set aside his independent authority during the time that he was on this earth. He completely submitted himself to the will of his father he was willing to set aside his divine prerogatives he set aside the voluntary display of his of his divine attributes and submitted himself to the spirit's direction in terms of the display of those attributes uh, while he was on earth for example uh, the miracles that he did that that was at the direction of the holy spirit uh, but he limited himself in that he set aside his eternal riches while he was on the earth he was poor he owned virtually nothing, uh, and he was willing to become poor for our riches. He set aside uh, also a favorable relationship with God at one point because on the cross, God turned his back On the Son, Uh, Jesus suffered separation from God the Father on our behalf. And so all of those things uh, entail the emptying, the kenosis uh, of Jesus Christ. He voluntarily emptied himself, and he took on himself the form of a bondservant. Now, we know uh, uh, from, from Scripture what a bondservant is. A bondservant was one that was indentured to another. And Jesus voluntarily indentured himself uh, to the Father and became a servant of ours, uh, of, of, the, of those who would come to him. He took on himself the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. In other words, he was fully human, fully human. Uh, he experienced uh, all that we experienced uh, the scriptures clearly lay that out, that he was att- tempted in every way as we are. Jesus uh, knew what it was like to be hungry. He knew what it was like to be tired. Uh, he knew what it was like to be tempted. He knew all of those things. Uh, he was fully human. And, and uh, then the scriptures go-, go on to say, Being found in appearance as a man. Being found in appearance as a man, and what that means is this: he was a man, but uh, look, he not only uh, um, was a man, he appeared to to, to be a man to to uh, to all human humans that came in contact with him, but this uh, appearance as a as a man also implies that there was more to him than that, and there was he was not only fully human but he was fully God. And so this, this phrase, appearance as a man, implies his deity as well. And, and so he uh, humbled himself, at being in appearance as a man, and becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. The scriptures uh, tell us in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, cursed is anyone that hangs on a cross he became he humbled himself so far as he became a curse for us and he hung on the cross 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 says uh, that he who knew no sin was made to be sin on our behalf what a curse that was that he stained his divine soul with our sins and in order that we could be made the righteousness of God in him what a humbling experience. But I'm glad that it didn't stop there. Uh, Listen to verse 9. For this reason God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. He was given a name there and that name is the Lord. He is Lord of Lords. He is King of Kings and his exaltation he is now in heaven, he has been raised from the dead, and he has ascended to the Father, and he sat down at the right hand of the Father, indicating a completion of his work. He is now our mediator, our intercessor. And verse 10 says, So that the name, at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, of those who are in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. That new name, Lord, and and it says that every bit of creation, all of intelligent creation, even though they're not doing it now, they will confess, they will acknowledge, acknowledge that he is Lord of lords and that he is King of kings. Jesus humbled himself. He voluntarily submitted himself to the will of the Father, becoming a man. Wrapped in human flesh, dying on the cross, staining himself with our sin and suffering and being separated from God on behalf of our sin. What a humbling thing. The greatest humility ever. And yet he's been highly exalted. He is Lord of lords and King of kings. And one day everyone will admit that and will bow before his lordship. What a great passage. What a great truth. I hope that you will rejoice in that truth today and understand that as a follower of Christ, it's because of this truth that you are uh, forgiven of your sins and you're in right relationship with God. With that, looking forward to the next study. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.